Okay, good afternoon again, and welcome to services here in Rocky Mount, Virginia. I want you to begin, I want to begin by turning to a passage in Matthew 11 and verse 18, uh, 28, 11 and verse 28. Jesus is speaking here, he says, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavily laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Now, remember a long time ago, back before my mother, and this, this was before she got sick, we were talking about this verse, and she said, you know, I just don't, I don't quite see that. You know, my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. And, you know, life, I mean, you would think living in America, all the blessings, all the freedoms, all the good things we have, prosperity. You would think we could say, okay, yeah, this is true. But life can be tough. There are ups and downs in life. You can have things that happen to you. You can have maybe a dysfunctional family system that can cause certain things to happen in your life. And uh, a bad relationship, bad marriages, all kinds of things can cause us to question and to come to the point where we might say, you know, I don't know if I agree with this. Jesus' statement here, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Sometimes it's rather heavy and I'm much to bear up under. And a lot of bad things going on, a lot of things I've gone through. And I don't quite get this. I don't quite see this. Now, none of us are prepared to say, okay, well, Jesus must be lying here. We're not prepared to say that. So it must be uh, we are misunderstanding something about what this means, this passage. So let's, let's take a look at it again. Let's break it down. Matthew 11, verse 28. Come unto me. Which means an effort to come to Jesus is obviously we're going to go from where we are. We're going to come to Jesus. Come unto me. All you that labor and are heavy laden. In other words, you've got you know, this yoke on your neck, if I had a yoke and maybe chains, several chains running down on each side, and some weights, steel weights hooked up, and each one of those steel weights would, would say something, worry, anxiety, I mean, the list goes on and on, and you're carrying that yoke with you. You got a heavy yoke. You that are laboring are heavy laden, and I will give you rest, and that sounds good. In other words, you come to Jesus with your yoke. All right. And then he says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. This, sounds, this is some good stuff here. This is something I'm wanting. Now, one of the interesting things, and I think I'll talk a little bit about this in a few minutes, but I think one of the things that we often do is, is we don't realize you can't carry two yokes. And I think often we, we're carrying our yoke and we say, okay, Christ, I'll take your yoke, which is easy and all that. I mean, we just put that, we, we got two yokes we're carrying. We, we've never laid ours down. Okay. So you can't carry two yokes. Another thing he touches on in this verse is that this process is a learning, pro he says, learn of me. The ability to do this, to lay down your yoke and to pick up Christ is going to be a learning process. And the end result is you're going to find rest for your souls. 
And then he says in verse 30, For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know the difference between the two. What's the difference between your yoke and Christ's yoke? And, well, it's an incredible difference. I mean, we can't even compare the two. Ours is terrible. Ours is heavy. Ours is a burden. Ours is weighing us down. Ours is driving us crazy. He is, you know, he says, look, take my yoke. It's easy. My burden is light. And again, I, I want to touch on that we fail to lay down our yoke. When we say, he says, come unto me, we fail to lay our yoke at Jesus' feet, walk away from it, and then pick up, pick up his yoke. It's one of the things we often do. Now, let's talk about what our yoke might look like. <clears throat> okay. The yoke of fear. The yoke of worries. The yoke of anxieties. The yoke of uncertainties. The yoke of not knowing. When I was anointed at Statesville, <clears throat> you know, I said, one of the things that drives me crazy, and I didn't know what was going on yet, and uh, I said, one of the things that drives me crazy is I, I, I like to know. I want to know. And, and uh, Chris said, you know, he said, you know, you're not always going to know everything about what's going on. <laughs> you, you're not always going to know everything that's going on. You just, you sort of have to get used to that. And, of course, he prayed, you know, for, for peace and, and tranquility and all that to be upon me, and I appreciate that. <clears throat> but the yoke of not knowing, the yoke of unrest, the yoke of heaviness. And I, I want to touch on, you know, the importance, hopefully our goal is the transference of our yoke to Christ where we lay it at Jesus' feet, something we must do. Come unto me. Come unto me. How many times do we have the tendency to think, I can fix this? You know, wait a minute, I can fix this. Or, I'll take over from here, Lord. You've done your little part, now I'll take over. <laughs> Whatever. We do that. And yet Jesus says, take my yoke. My yoke is easy. Now I want to explain, digress and explain something here that happened to me and Important, it ties in to being able to lay down our yoke and take Christ's yoke. You have to come to a point of surrender. <clears throat> and I'll give you some examples. Many years ago, when I, me and Teresa were dating in school, we were dating uh, for the first time, and then something happened. We sort of went our separate ways. And I, I wanted Teresa. Yeah. And... Things happened, we, for whatever reason, we weren't getting together. And, and I came to a point where I said, okay, this is not working. I came to a point of surrender, letting go. I said, okay, I guess it's just not meant to be. And I, I dated a few other girls. They didn't really mean anything to me. But I dated a few, few uh, young women, and, you know, it was just, you know, just nothing. You know, it was just like going through the motion. Just why am I even doing this? But when I did that, made that decision to let go, to give up, everything turned around. And then within a, few, a week or two, all of a sudden we got back together, and then that's, that's how it happened. But it was like a point of, I had to come to that point of surrender. Another example was when we sent Rebecca off to college. <clears throat> 
You know, I had always been a protective father, like most fathers, you know, physically, of course, and spiritually also, protection, you know, protection. You know, I told a story about she was picking up some bad attitudes. She had been watching uh, Disney Channel. What, what about Raven? Some little, or Raven, a little smart aleck black girl, always shooting out uh, off the mouth, you know, and I noticed Rebecca started picking up these traits. And I thought, well, I'll take care of that. I mean, this is simple. I got up on the roof and tore the satellite dish off, threw it on the ground from about 20 feet in the air, took the receiver and everything, just threw it in a dumpster. And I called up the next day. I said, cancel my, my cable. And they said, oh, you, you don't want to cancel your cable. We got some hot stuff. And I said, hot is the problem. Man. Hot is the problem. And uh, <laughs> cancel it. I didn't need it. You know, I'm not a football fan. I'm not a sports fan. I'm not an anything fan. I, I can do without that stuff. I mean, this, I just don't, it doesn't matter to me. But immediately, the change, it's just like, boom, fix that. You know, just, 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 just get rid of the source that you're feeding your mind on. And the problem corrected itself immediately. But anyway, I was always protective. And then when we sent Rebecca off to college, you know, we... We dropped her off, and me and Teresa, we cried back on the way back home and all this stuff, you know. And, uh, <clears throat> um, but I, I, I said, God, I, you know, I, I can't camp out at, at, at her, you know, in states in North, North Carolina, wherever she was at, South Carolina. I can't stay at the, at the dorm or wherever she was staying. I said, God, I just give this to you. I mean, I, it was a point of surrender, a point of letting go, a point of giving... Sort of like a point of without hope. I mean, for, temporarily, you know, okay, I'll give this to you. Because I can't take care of her. And then there was what I had just recently where, you know, I was having some issues with my, um, you know, heart. And I went to uh, the doctor and they, they said, well, you've got a, a left bundle branch block. I thought, boy, that can't be good. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> He said, we're not talking about arteries clogged up. We're talking about you got electrical current in your heart. It divides off left and right, sends signals down through your heart. Just like, he said, just like a wire that's broke. And that left side has, has got a break in it. And I, I said, uh, I said well, what do you do about it? He said, there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> it's just not a thing you do about it. You don't fix it. You know, he said, it's common and people can live with it. But uh, now, this may be hard to grasp, but when he said there's nothing you can do about it, it was liberating. Had he said, you know, there's something you can do about this, I would have spent my life on internet, looking at forums, looking at doctors, looking at study, 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 worry, 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 just worry myself sick. But when he said, you can't fix it, wow, man, that was liberating. I came home, home with a smile on my face. I, I got me a beer out of the refrigerator and I thought, wow. <laughs> You can't fix this. This is great. <laughs> you know, it's like without hope, no answers, no solution, giving up. My mother gave me a book a long time ago called Let Go and Let God. Let Go and Let God. And <clears throat> to be told by God you can't can be some of the most liberating words you will ever hear. You can't get that girl of your dreams. You can't protect your daughter. Truth of the matter, I couldn't. You can't fix that health problem. Now, don't get ahead of me. In Proverbs, it says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when the desire comes, it is a tree of life. 
hope is a Christian virtue, and, and I'm supposed to hope to the end, and I understand that. But I'm not ta- talking about staying in a state of hopelessness. I'm talking about accepting your circumstances. Absolutely accepting your circumstances. And we all know what Jesus said. He said, you know, the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. I mean, God can fix anything. He can protect. He can give you the girl of your dreams. He can, he can fix a left branch, broken, whatever you call it. Uh, he, he can, you know, with God, all things are possible. But to have Jesus come up beside you and put his arm around you and say, son, daughter, you can't. You can't do this. You know. There are many things in our lives that the solution comes only when we acknowledge, I can't. Only at that moment will you lay down your yoke and pick up Christ. Only at that moment. How do we lay down our yoke and pick up Christ? Okay, I'm going to go through, again, the importance of transference our yoke to Christ. First of all, let's, let's ask the question, what's in it for me? Why should I do this? Well, Jesus said my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's one reason. What yoke do you prefer to carry is the question. The yoke of fear, the yoke of worry, anxiety, uncertainties, not knowing, unrest, heaviness. What yoke do you want to carry? The decision is yours. Jesus said my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, there are people and circumstances just want to touch on this, where people desire you to carry their yoke. Okay? It's like a caretaker role. Hey, will you carry my yoke for me? I'll give this to you. you know. It only weighs a thousand pounds, but go ahead and carry it for a while. <clears throat> you know, you sort of have to, don't allow others to impose their yoke upon, upon you. This can be difficult not to do. Especially if it's a person close to you. Especially if it's family. It can be hard to say, no, whatever. For example, this is not my sickness. This is not my problem. This is not my issue. This is yours. You know? This is your issue, not mine. I cannot bear your yoke for you. Now, I mentioned that we often fail to lay down our yoke and pick up Christ's yoke because we, we've never laid down our own yoke. But there are some of you probably, not only are you carrying your yoke, you're carrying about 10 other people's yoke with you too. And you say, I don't get it. You know, Jesus, what are you talking about? My, your yoke is easy and my burden is light. I don't, you, that doesn't make any sense. That's not working for me. Well, there's a reason. One, you hadn't laid down your yoke and you're carrying about 10 people's yoke with you. Now I know every man shall bear his own burden. Every man shall bear his own yoke. And then the Bible says, bear ye one another's burdens. Help that person carry their yoke. Well, if you can, fine. But you can't give away that which you don't have. <laughs> to help others, you yourself must be liberated. You have to come to a point where you lay down your yoke at Jesus' feet. Pick up his. He says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Then you can help other people carry their, their yoke. But if you're You've got your yoke and you've got 20 other people's yoke. Don't pretend that you can still help other people because you can't. 
Another issue is control. Some people are control freaks. You know, and they may not even know it. Manipulating subconsciously, you know, and they may, they may not even know they're controlling you. But they're putting such stuff on you, a yoke. And they may not even know it. But, you know, you have to identify when you're dealing with controlling people. How do we lay down our yoke and pick up Christ? <clears throat> Ask for wisdom. Ask for wisdom. What am I getting out of this? That's one thing you want to ask. You must be getting something out of it. You know, carrying your yoke. Can you, <laughs> or you wouldn't keep doing it all the time. You know, Proverbs says, When wisdom enters into thy heart, and knowledge is pleasant unto your soul. Notice that. Knowledge is pleasant. This is good information. This wisdom I got is good. However, confusion, fear, worry, anxiety, uncertainties, not knowing, unrest, heaviness. None of this is wisdom and none of this is pleasant to the soul, is it? Not at all. And it doesn't hurt whatever you're carrying, your yoke, to be honest with Jesus. You know? You know, whatever you're carrying, just, just go to Jesus and say, look, Jesus, is this what you meant when you said your yoke is easy and your burden is light? Yeah. Be honest with, with him. Because I'm not getting it. This is difficult for me. And chances are we're missing something. Another point, how do we lay down our yoke and pick up Christ is Matthew 6 and verse 34 Matthew 6 and verse 34 says, So don't worry, and I'm, I'm reading this from a different translation because the King James is terrible on this one. So don't worry about tomorrow. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Tomorrow will have its own worries. You know the compulsive mind. Some of you may have a compulsive I've got a compulsive mind. It's like, give me something to worry about. I want something to worry about right now. <laughs> Give me a list. You know, you have to you have to you have to deal with that. You know, one day at a time. Don't worry about the thing. You know, I got an appointment after the feast to do some more testing. And uh I told Teresa, I said, I want to, I want to be able to enjoy the feast. <laughs> And, uh, you know, there again, don't worry about tomorrow. It, tomorrow is going to happen just one day at a time. Enjoy it one day at a time. Rejoice in God's grace and goodness and mercy to keep you alive. I mean, we should thank God every day, that, you know, for another day of life. <laughs> I've got a, uh, Teresa put this on here on the refrigerator for me, obviously. Uh, <clears throat> it says, when you choose to worry, you are choosing not to trust God. So it's like, you know, I've had to deal with this. You know, okay, David, you're worrying again, so you don't want to trust God? Is that it? You don't want to trust God. You're doing it again, so you don't want to trust God. That's it, right? And I've had to face that. Yeah, that's it. When you choose to worry, you're choosing not to trust God. Now, the biggest problem with surrendering our yoke is this. Okay, we got this burden on us. We carry it to Jesus. We lay it at his feet. We pick up his yoke, and he says... My yoke is easy and my burden is light and you're going to find rest for your soul. Our biggest problem in the surrendering of our yoke is what if God doesn't come through for me? That's the biggest problem. What if he doesn't come through like I want? 
I was talking to Teresa, and uh, you know, Teresa doesn't talk a lot, and, and, but when she does, she says something profound. And I was, you know, I was saying, you know, I said, I'm not really crazy about dying. And she said, what's so bad about dying? And it set me back. And I thought, well, you know, I thought, well, if I go in for some testing and, and, and maybe they say, okay, you've you got something you, know, something you need to be done, an operation. You know, I, I don't wake up from the operation. The next moment, I'm going to be in the resurrection in the kingdom of God. Now, for me personally, and I'm being selfish right now, just me. Forget you. Just me. Precious me. My, this God I'm sitting, you know. My precious, or whatever. All that weird, you know, precious me. It doesn't get any better than that. Boom. You're in the kingdom. You're resurrected. You've got a body that travels at the speed of thought. No more pain, no suffering. You're, you're just, you've, it's wonderful. For me, it doesn't get any better. Now, for others, you know, Teresa and the church family, my daughter and all that, you know, it's sort of like Paul said. Paul said, nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. <laughs> you know, there's people that love me. So it's probably better, you know, if I abide in the flesh, you know, whatever. And I would like that also, of course. <laughs> and, you know, as God's people, the yoke of death should not bother us. It really shouldn't. It should not bother And I know that's tough to say. And we struggle, but it really should not bother us. What if God doesn't come through? Worst case scenario, what if I'm not healed? What if I'm not protected? Or what the protection I'm asking for, doesn't, God doesn't come. What if I don't get what I want? Well, Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus has the worst case scenario, scenario taken care of. He has the worst case scenario taken care of. And obviously that would be death, okay? Your own or the death of a loved one or even an unconver unconverted person. You know, I'm not worried about unconverted people. Because of what I know, because of the wisdom God has given me, because of the truth, the, the resurrection, you know, God calls people. You know, God will not call a person one second before they're ready to accept. I'm not worried about unconverted people when they pass away. I'm, I'm not worried about them. God says, look, I got this. I got this. My yoke is easy and my burden is light.